Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another Timely Tuesday Torah Talk. Today we have a very special dear friend, a guest, Rabbi Eliezer Kron Shlita, a renowned lecturer, an up-and-coming author, with what I understand, a new safer coming out very soon, the son of the world-renowned lecturer, author, Rabbi Pesach Kron, a sixth-generation Moha. Your father, when I had this chus of introducing him, is a fifth generation Mo. Rabbi Eliezer Kuhn is a sixth generation Mo. Welcome, Rabbi Eliezer Kuhn. How are you doing? Baruch Hashem. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so, so much, Rabbi Yaniv, for uh, having me on. It's really wonderful to see you once again. You know, you mentioned that my father is a fifth generation Mo, and I'm a sixth generation. So people that have like a, a funny personality, they ask me, no, so who's a better Mo, you or your father? So I said, what do you mean? My father's a fifth generation. I'm sixth generation. So it's, you know, I, I have one up on it. So, uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Amazing. Okay. So uh, free plug about uh, the rabbi being a moa. If anyone has a baby. Uh, uh, rabbi Kron, I, uh, I've had this. Chus. Not only with Rodington, you also have a brother-in-law. He recently did my nephew. Oh, wow. Okay. Only smachot, only happy occasions. So <laughs> we're going to jump straight into the interview, Rabbi Eliezer Cohen, with your permission. As we all know right now, we're in the time period of Sefirat Omer. Uh, your father has a famous line, don't, make, don't count the days, but make the days count. It's a popular right. line. Uh, as we yeah. all know, it's, it's a preparation for us to receive the Torah on Shavuot. And there's a famous teaching of Derech Eretz Kadmale Torah. And that's today's topic with Rabbi Eliezer Cohen. We'll discuss some ways to improve our midot in the interpersonal relationships so that we can become a vessel, a kli, fit to receive the Torah for Shavuot, which is around the corner. So, Rabbi Eliezer Kron, what is the source for Derech Eretz Kanmale Torah? And what does it mean? So, it's a, it's, it's a great question because it's, it's a phrase that we just take for granted and we just assume that phrase exists somewhere in the writings of Chazal. But those exact words, believe it or not, do not exist anywhere. It's based on two sources. It's in Tana de Be'elio, and it's also in Vayikra Rabbah. Vayikra Rabbah says something very similar, says something very interesting, that the Medrash tells us that the Torah was only given after 26 generations, meaning from Adam to Noah was 10 generations, Noah to Avram was another 10, and then Avram to Moshe was another six. So 26 generations, we did not yet have the Torah. But Derech Eretz was from the way beginning. Right from the beginning, we are taught the ways of Derech Eretz. Sefer Bereshit is called Sefer HaYashar because the Avos, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, they teach us how to act and proper Derech Eretz, the way they dealt, the way Avram Avinu dealt with Ephron and Yitzchak dealt with those that stuffed up the Be'er and Yaakov dealt with Lavan and Esav all the Derech Eretz that we learn from Sefer Bereshis is all before Matan Torah, all before the Torah was given. So the Medrash says that we see that Derech Eretz needs to be before the Torah is given. That's the foundation. You have to have the foundation of the Derech Eretz of proper manners and being kind to people, as we'll, we'll elaborate on more. But that all comes before the, the Torah. And Derech Eretz Kadma means it comes first, but it's not just in chronological order that first comes Derech Eretz and then comes the Torah, but it's, it's a prerequisite. A person needs to have the Derech Eretz in order to be able to have the Kabbalah Torah as we lead up to 
the wonderful Chag of Shavuot, that Kabbalah Satara comes upon us, a person needs to have that Derech Eretz first, as, as we'll certainly elaborate on why. Why exactly is, is that the case? But there's a, a very cryptic Gemara. It's, it's like a, one of those Gemaras that you just like shrug your shoulders and, and you move on. But it's an amazing Gemara. The Gemara says that it's a Gemara in Shabbos, that Petes, that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shamayim for 40 days to be Makabal the Torah, so the Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu saw that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Hashem himself, was putting little crowns on the letters. There are certain letters that have crowns on the top of them in the, in the Sefer Torah. And, and he saw that Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu saw that Hashem was putting on crowns. And he didn't say anything. He didn't want to interrupt uh, he didn't want to interrupt. So Hashem turns to Moshe and says, Ain shalom be'ircha, but in, in your city where you come from, you don't, you don't say hello? So Moshe Benu says, I, I, I didn't want to interrupt. You know, you, you looked busy. You know, like I didn't want to interrupt you. So, so Hashem said, but you should have given me a bracha. You should have given me a bracha, bracha v'hatzlacha, like Rabbi Chaim Kanevsky says, bracha v'hatzlacha. You should have said, give me a blessing that I should have success in what I'm doing. So, so Moshe Rabbeinu said, so then Moshe Rabbeinu said a, a, a nice bracha. He said a, a pasuk, that the power of Hashem should be great. So the Ben Yoyada, one of the commentaries on the Gemara says, Hashem does not need a blessing from Moshe. Hashem was teaching Moshe, you're coming for Kabbalah Satora. First you have Derech Eretz. First you have Derech Eretz. You come, you say hello. You say hello to me. And you can't just walk in and expect to start learning Torah. Okay, open up the Gemara and start learning. First, you have to have the Derech Eretz. The Derech Eretz is, is the foundation on the bottom, and the Torah is built upon, um, upon that. I remember I, I, I used to be very good friends. I'm still very good friends with a cousin of mine. So I one time called my cousin to play when I was a youngster. And, um, and my aunt answered the phone. And I said, copy speak to Eliezer. He's, we're named after the same grandfather. So my, after I hung up, my mother, you know, we, everyone knows my father, but not, not as many people know my mother. I have to know your mother as well. Okay, through Shavach, maybe through Kugan Hills, of course. So my mother is a master, Mechaneches. Um, she did a great job on, on, on my siblings. I don't know about myself, but she did a great job. From, on giving, no, she did a great job. She did a great job well. on my wife as well. Oh, okay, <laughs> fantastic. So my mother told me, she said, you're not just calling a friend, you're calling your cousin. When your aunt answers the phone, you can't just say, hi, is Eliezer there? You have to say, hello, how are you? I Meaning you can't just, you don't necessarily go straight to the point. First, you have to have derech heretz. If it's just a stomach, maybe anyways, you should do it. But certainly to an aunt and an uncle, you say, hello, you say, how are you doing? And then, and then you get to the point, can, can I speak to Eliezer? You know, so uh, it's, that's, the, that's the groundwork. That's the, that's the foundation. Beautiful, beautiful, Rabbi Eliezer Kohen-Shlita. Amazing, amazing. So sometimes one might feel that being a mensch and having splendid midot is just secondary to learning Torah and other mitzvot ben adam nemakom between us and God. Can you put this misconception to rest, Rabbi, please? Okay, it, it, it's very true. And even if you wouldn't necessarily hear people say that straight out, but you could tell from the way they act that that, that they think that that's true, that that that. Derech Eretz is like an added bonus. It's like icing on the cake. But the main thing is how much Torah you learn. And, but Derech Eretz is, is, is a nice 
you know, on the it's side. Cherry on the top. It's not right, the- it, but it's it's really really not. I'll tell you something very interesting. Someone one time asked Rabbi Sral Salanter. Now Rabbi Sral Salanter was a gaon in Torah, but he was known for the Musar movement that he that he began to teaching people derecheret and to be kind to others, focusing a lot on ben adam lechaveru. So somebody one time asked him, perhaps one of his students, that why do you focus so much on the Menadam Machavero? You should be like Rabbi Itzel Petterberger, who was focused so much on the Torah. Why do you focus so much, not as much on the learning of the Torah, but rather on the Menadam Machavero, just as much, perhaps even more? So Rabbi Sral Salanter said something very interesting. He said that we have in Hilchat Brachot, when we make a bracha, let's say you have two chocolate chip cookies. Right, so it's 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 just after Pesach, so we well, now we can eat chametz. So you have two chocolate chip cookies. One chocolate chip cookie is a whole cookie, and the other one is broken, but it's much bigger than the other cookie. Which one should you say your mizonot on? You want to eat both of them, so you only say one bracha of mizonos of mizonot. Which one goes first? Which one should you say a bracha on? So Rabbi Sar Salanta said, we know the halacha is that you say the one that's shalim, that is whole even if the other one is bigger. So Rabbi Sarah Salanta said, we see from there that shleimut, to be complete, is more important than godless. Is more important to be how great you are and how, how much Torah you know. It is important, very, very important. But first comes to be an Adam Shalem, to be a complete individual. That, that it's all part, right? The, the Aseres Hadibrot is five and five. There's Ben Adam Lamakon and there's Ben Adam Lachavero. And they're both Corresponding, they're both equal. They're both equal to to each other. Um, the Chazunish says that if a person wants to be an ish matzliach, a successful who doesn't want to be successful, Chazunish says you don't hurt somebody's feelings. That's what makes somebody successful. And the Chazunish, may perhaps you could see a picture of the Chazunish behind me. He was known for his Torah, but but that that was I his end. Picture. I, I see Rabbi Finkel. Okay, bend oh. it down right over there a little bit. I'm blocking. Next to Rav Moshe Feinstein. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Over there. <laughs> um, but, but, but as you mentioned before, you know, we're, we're in the time of Svirata Omer. And Svirata Omer, besides the counting of the Omer, but we know we, we don't listen to music and we don't get haircuts. And that's because of the, the 24,000 students, the 24,000 Talmidim of Rabbi Kiva that passed away. Now they were the students of the one and only Rabbi Kiva, they certainly were great, great Tamidei Chachamim, but they were all killed. Nebuch. They were all killed. They all, why? Because because they did not, they were not kind to each other. And Hashem was teaching them, us, everyone, a message for all generations that it's great to be a big Tamid Chacham. That's, we're not belittling that at all. But it has to come with Nagu Kavod it has to come along with honoring one another. Somebody one time asked of Moshe Feinstein, yomin. Well, in what merit were you, did you merit to live such a long, such a long life? And Rav Moshe Feinstein, there could have been a whole long list of answers that Rav Moshe Feinstein said. He learned every Prima Godin 250 times and every time. He said, because he says, as long as I could remember, I never hurt anyone's feelings. I never hurt anyone's feelings. And again, we're talking about the Chazunish. We're talking about Rav Moshe Feinstein, that the first thing that comes to our minds is, is not the, the Derech Eretz. But, but, but they knew that, that, that is, that's the key and that's 
that, that's what makes the wheels turn for all of for all of the for for, for all of all of the Torah, and that's for sure. My father, you, you spoke about my father before. My father always quotes whenever he talks about Sviras and Omer, and he talks about uh, the tragedy of the students of Rabbi Kiva passing uh, passing away. He always says that why was that the befitting punishment? I mean, to, to die. I mean, so so much so. So I think my father says from the Maral. Maral says that my, my father. This is the way my father always says it. Imagine you came in here tonight. You know, when my father comes. There's, there's like a minimum 800 uh, people at the speech. Imagine you walked in here tonight, I'm not gonna imitate my father, and, says, and not one person said hello to you. Imagine, just, just picture that for a moment. Nobody said, what do I need life for? What I, that's it, that's like I'm dead because uh, nobody says hello to me. Nobody even recognizes that I'm here. If you can't act in a kind manner to another person, so you're taking away their life. So that was midah connected midah, if you can't be kind one to another, so then uh, then that's it. I'm gonna take away. I'm gonna take away your life. Amazing, amazing. Very, very important, uh, Rabbi. How does improving our derech eretz, our midot, and our interpersonal relationship? How does it help us in our pursuit of receiving the Torah? As we mentioned, it's right now Sefirat Omer. We're counting the days towards Shavuot. So Shavuot, as we all know, is the day that we receive the Torah. How does derech eretz connect? with receiving the Torah, Rabbi? So the, it's, 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 an, it's an important question because now you're getting more detailed. What's the connection between the two? How we, we, I think we proved strongly enough from Chazal all the way down to the post Kamarah and to the rabbis of our generations and the previous generations that, that the statement is true, that's for sure. But your question is why? Where, where is that connection? So it's, it's pretty amazing that we know from in Pirkei Avot, at the end of Pirkei Avot, it has what's called the Memches Kinyanim, the 48 ways in order to acquire Torah. And they say that there's 49 days leading up to Kabbalah Torah to Shavuos. So each day is supposed to work on a different midah. And then the last day is supposed to review them all together. So you'll notice anyone listening on Torah anytime and through Chazak, you could check up in the Mishnayos afterwards that many, many of the 48 are ben adam lechaveru, are midot that are ben adam lechaveru. Now you you would think that um, you know you, you have to work on Kabbalah Torah. So there's 48 ways you have to work on 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 learning it. No, a lot of them are ben adam lechaveru, and the commentaries explain that the connection really is really is the following. One of the mishnas in earlier in Pirkei Avot says, "Im ein derecheretz ein Torah." If a person doesn't have derecheretz, then they can't have Torah. And the Rabbeinu Yonah, one of the Rishonim, the commentaries on the Mishnayis, he explains that you can't be Mechabal the Torah unless you have the proper Derech Eretz. And the reason is, to answer your question, that there's a lot of Chachma in the world. There's mathematics, there's biology, there's chemistry, there's astrology, but none of those necessarily, you could, you could master those wisdoms, those topics. But it's not necessarily supposed to change you. When you learn Torah, it's not just, oh, you follow the 613 commandments and now you're good to go. It's supposed to change a person. We say in the Amidah, in Shemona Esri, every day, from you, and it's supposed to make a change. It's supposed to be from HaKadosh Baruch Hu into a person. The person is supposed to change from it. 
It's not just now they have a lot of knowledge. I know all 2,711 pages in the Gemara, and I know all their Rambans and Chumash. No, that's not, it's supposed to change a person. You're supposed to look, when, when you go to work in the morning after the Dafyomi shir or any shir that you go to, now you're a different person. You're, you see the day, you see what the circumstances through the lens of the Torah. And the Derech that a person has, the, the Torah that a person has learned, it's supposed to inculcate that into their own lives. The Gemara Bracho says, Tachlis Torah, what's the whole purpose of the Torah? Tshuva umaisim toivim. To do teshuva and maisim tovim. The Tachlis of Torah is not merely to follow the Torah. It's, it's more than that. It's supposed to change an individual. And it's also, it's a Pasuk in Parashas Veschanan, Perek Dalit, Pasuk Yudalit, Pasuk says, this is Moshe Rabbeinu talking. Moshe Rabbeinu got the lesson. And he said, Hashem commanded me to teach you all the laws. Doesn't say to do them. To change you, to change a person. It's supposed to change the way a person looks at the life. When a person makes a siyum on a mesechta, hadron aloch. Hadron, Hashem, your beauty, your Hadar, Alon, is on us. It, it's on us. We were supposed to take some of Hashem's beauty, a, a fraction, fraction, and put it upon us. When we finish learning a Gemara, when we finish learning a Masechta, it's supposed to have an effect on us. And I'll tell you something very interesting. Anyone could uh, say this over at the Yom Tev table, at the, at the table, at the Suda, when it comes to the Yom Tev of Shavuos. When a person has derech and they think of other people, so they train themselves to think of others, to think of others, and to think of others. So when you think of others, so that means you're not thinking of yourself. It's not all about me, me, me. That's also what my father always talks about is the I generation, right? The iPod, the iPad, and the iPhone and all that. So we're not supposed to be like that. We're supposed to be not about I, 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 and me, me, me. It's always supposed to be about the other. If you could put yourself second, then you'll also put HaKadosh Baruch Hu first. Not just you'll put the other person first. It's the foundation to Kabbalah Satora because you're not thinking about yourself. Yeah, I, I would love to eat this, uh, you know, this ice cream, but I just had meat. I can't eat dairy after I ate meat. So if I'm thinking about me, 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 all I'm thinking about is the ice cream that I want. But if I'm thinking about others, so I'm thinking about, wait, what, what does Hashem want me to do in this situation? I'm about to say something nasty to somebody else. That's because I'm upset and I'm thinking about myself. But wait a second, if I'm not only thinking about myself and I'm thinking about others, so I'm also thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then Hashem does not want me to say this at this time. There's, um, we know that the, the Vilna Gon tells us, and it's ready from earlier sources, that the three regalim, the Shalosh regalim, is corresponding to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Pesach is Avram and Yitzchak is Shavuos. And Sukkot is Yaakov Avinu, because Yaakov, the Pasuk says that Yaakov Avinu made Sukkot. So Yitzchak is Shavuos. Why, why Shavuos? What's the connection Yitzchak Avinu to the holiday of Shavuot? So we know that Yitzchak by the Akedah, in the end, he wasn't Shechted. What was Shechted instead? The ram, the ayo was Shechted. The ram had two horns. The, the horn on the left, the smaller horn, that was blown by Kabbalah Tatora. There was a horn by Kabbalah Tatora, and the right horn, the bigger horn, that's going to be blown when Mashiach comes, the Kabbalah Shofar Gadol, the big horn. That's the horn on the right. 
from that rim of the Akedah. I don't know where it is right now, but Hashem has it uh, somewhere. But the small one, the left one, was blown by Kabbalah Satora, and that came from Yitzchak. That was instead of Yitzchak. So that's Yitzchak's connection to the holiday of Shavuos. So the Medrash says that where did Harsinai come from? We know that from uh, 613 Torah Avenue, that Harsinai was this little mountain, a small little mountain. Where did it come from? It, it wasn't always there. It came from Har HaMoriah, the mountain where Yitzchak was supposed to be shechted, supposed to be slaughtered. Hashem took, the Medrash says that Hashem took some of that mountain and moved it to where Harsinai was. And the whole concept, right? We say in, in Yom Shabbaton, and I don't know if Sfardim sing Yom Shabbaton by the Shabbos Suda by day. Sometimes it could be. So it says, Diber Bekotshay Bahar Hamor. That Hashem spoke Bahar Hamor. That is, Hashem didn't speak in Har Hamoria. Hashem spoke by Har Sinai. But the answer is, the commentaries say, no, because Har Sinai came from Har Hamoria. What yeah. was Yitzchak thinking about? If Yitzchak was thinking about me, 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 he would not have agreed to be slaughtered. He wasn't thinking about himself. He was thinking, what does Hashem want? What does HaKadosh Baruch Hashem, this is what Hashem commanded? That's what Hashem commanded. And Yitzchak is corresponding to Kabbalah Satora because he wasn't thinking about himself. And that is all the same. You don't think about yourself first. You think about others and others included in others is, is HaKadosh Baruch And that's for sure. Amazing, amazing. That's right. That's one of the, 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 the points that the rabbi was making as well. Right. So rabbi, if there is a certain halacha in Adam Lechavro interpersonal mitzvah, and it's corresponding midah that you feel that we should all strengthen. Is there like one specific, uh, you know, there's so many details and so many different uh, uh, derech eretz. Is there any, any one or a few that, that you have in mind that you feel close so the Jewish people need a, to some okay. chizuk, some inspiration on? So I'll, to answer that question, I'll give you a little bit of an introduction. Sure. sure. I, I have the great schus. I have the great merit. I teach. I teach in several girls' schools. In Passaic, uh, right? Not in Shavach, but I, I teach in the Beis Yaakov Passaic, where I live. And I teach in Rinas Beis Yaakov, which is a high school in Edison. And I teach in a seminary in Borough Park by Rebbe Tanasat, the New York Seminary. So when are you in, teaching in Queens, Rabbi? we got to get you to come down here also. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll if you promise me a few more hours in my day, then uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be my pleasure. You have Passaic, and, and Edison, began, Borough Park. And, yeah, and if you can guarantee no traffic. So, uh, <laughs> um, but so the, one of the halachos that I teach in the New York Seminary um, in Borough Park is halachos of Benadam Lachaveru, of all the halachos of between interpersonal relationships. Now, when the Rebbitzin, when she offered me the job, so I, I wanted the job, and she told me that she wants me to teach throughout the whole year all the halachos of Benadam Lachaveru twice a week for 45 minutes each class. Oh. Now, I was thinking, now I wanted this job, right? So I accepted, I said, yeah, sure, it'll be my pleasure. I think, I, I think I'll be great at it. But in my mind, I was thinking, there's no way. I mean, how could minutes. I fill a whole curriculum of the whole year, twice a week, 45 minutes? There's, there's just not enough halachot. I know it's important. And I mean, but, but she was so right. And, and I was so wrong. It is so action-packed from the beginning of the year, right before Yom Kippur. So we start with the halachos of mechila, of forgiving other individuals. Are you obligated to forgive people? How do you ask for mechila? When are you obligated to ask for mechila? Let's say the person says no. Do you have to say the avera that you did to the person? 
all the halachas of Mechila, all the way through the whole year. And sometimes we don't even finish all of the halachot that are possible. And one of the sections that we spend several classes on, as you could probably guess, is the topic of a haftalarecha kamocha, of treating somebody else. Zeklag Gadol That's right. Zeklag So Rabbi Kiva, as we mentioned before, Rabbi Kiva said, so just reminded me, because you mentioned that, that, you know, if you heard people ask, how can it be that Rabbi Kiva was the one who said, and his students were the people that didn't honor each other properly. How could that be? That was their Rebbe's whole mantra. That was his whole, his whole Yusayid and his own students. So I, I thought, I always thought that the answer was that it was, that's the, that's the wrong order. First, what happened was that all his students died because they weren't, they didn't treat each other honestly. And then Rabbi Kiva realized well, it must be that this is the Klal Gadol B'tayra. It happened afterwards that Rabbi Kiva said, that is the Klal Gadol B'tayra. I don't know if I'm right in that, but that's the way I always assumed that Rabbi Kiva, it came afterwards. That Rabbi Kiva learned that from the tragedy that happened. But be that as it may, so we, we teach, we focus on and we certainly we discussed the halachas of Gezel Shena, of, of waking people up. You know, a lot of the girls in my class, in, in the class, I have like 70 girls in the class. Oh. It's, a, it's, a, it's a large class. And, and they, they, there's an, they're in a dormitory. And they're going to be, uh, they share rooms with, we, with other girls. And what's the halachas? I want the window open. I want the window closed. I want the light. I want to go to sleep early. No, I, I, but, I, but I, I'm not tired yet. And and I give them all a bracha that one day in the near future, they're going to share a room with somebody for the rest of their life. And they all say, amen, amen, amen. You know, the, you know, Gezel Shana is still, it works for, it applies to husbands and wives and wives to husbands as well. That's, that's for sure. But one of the, the halachos that we discuss by the Haftalarecha Kamecha is the halachos of, we talk about Bikur Cholim, Hachnos and Nichum Avelim, all the halachos of those, of those areas. It's so interesting. It's so fascinating to learn not just, you know, but the actual halacha. So I always tell them a story. We were talking about my father before. You might uh, appreciate this story. You might remember, Rabbi Yaniv, that a number of years ago, my father, he broke both of his quadriceps in his knees. And he, he, it happened in Israel on Simchas Torah. He wasn't dancing, but he was walking to the hakafot, to the hakafas, and, and he, somebody told him that Pesach fell, fell on Sukkot. Pesach fell on right, Pesach fell on Sukkot. I know that was the big <laughs> joke going around. At the time, my father didn't think it was so funny, but uh, but yeah, by now he could laugh at it, I guess. But uh, yeah, and he had a special air, a special helicopter airplane that flew him back to America, and he was in um, he was in the hospital for twelve days in Manhattan, and uh, the the children took turns. He needed somebody to to sleep there overnight. So twice out of the 12 days that he was there, twice, I slept over there overnight. I Obviously, I, I made sure to do it on a day that I didn't have a brisk the next morning. And I slept over the whole night. And I, you know, I had to get up in the middle of the night to help him get dressed. So I got there at around 9 o'clock at night. And, um, and the visiting hours end at 10 o'clock. So there was a man over there visiting my father, being Mavakar Chayla, a beautiful mitzvah. At around 9.30, my father you know, whispered to me, that he's tired and he was on medication for pain medication. He's tired, you know, really he would like that this get, that this visitor should leave. So, and my father is such a nice person. He's not gonna tell him, please leave. So my father asked, you know, maybe you could tell him to leave, you know? So I said to him, I said, 
you know, oh, it's so late, it's 9.30 already, you know, you probably want to get home, you know, you, know, you could really, we appreciate your visit, really, you, you could go now. He said, no, I have another half hour. I, I still have another half hour. It's, a, it's such a schuss to visit Rabbi Krohn in the hospital. You know, it's, a, it's such, what a mitzvah. I'm not giving this up. So, you know, the, the, the Gemara says that Gadol Shimusha Yoser Milimuda, that like to serve a time, like he wanted to be there with my father, you know, till 10 o'clock. Like, so basically he didn't get the, he didn't get the hint. Finally, at like 9.40, 9.45, you know, my father said to me, you know, please, Eliezer, like, tell, please tell him to leave. So, I said, you know, really, it's so late. You're really like, no, no, no. I have another 15 minutes. Eventually, I just like, I pushed him out of the room. I said, my father's tired. I'm sorry. We appreciate it. But I'm sorry. You have to leave now. So the, many times, so, I, I would have even ventured to say most of the time, when a person transgresses, we're not bad people. We're not bad people. Klai Yisrael is good people. And most people in the world, not only the Jewish nation, most people are good people. Why do they say things that are not nice to people? Why do they hurt people's feelings? Because sometimes it's they, they, they get angry and they can't control themselves. But, but many times that's not the case. It's just we don't think. We, we talk before we think and we act before we think. So many times it's not that there's, we, we don't realize it, but why don't we realize because we don't think, we don't put ourselves in their shoes. The Gemara in Shabbos says, Madesani loch What you don't want to want someone to do to you, don't do to somebody else. And the, the Chinuch says that that's what Vahaftalarecha Kamecha means. Vahaftalarecha Kamecha means, literally, we know, love your friend like you love yourself. You can't love your friend like you love yourself. That's not what the Torah means. So in class, we go through the three explanations, the Chinuch, the Rambam, and the Rambam. But the Chinuch says that, you know what it means? It means, Don't do to somebody else what you don't, wouldn't want someone to do to you. You don't want someone to hurt your feelings. Just think before you do. If you just think and you're like, really, wait a second. Is this going to hurt their feelings? Then we wouldn't. Then we wouldn't do it. I'll tell you a funny story that happened to my brother. Uh, you mentioned you, you know you know my brother from Waterbury. So, Rav uh, Rum, uh, you, you say Shlita by me. That's because you're a nice person. I don't I don't deserve the Shlita. My father <laughs> and my brother they they deserve they deserve the Shlita. So my brother one time was on an airplane either from Eretz to America, or America to Eretz One of those overnight flights that I'm sure you you have experienced and many of the listeners have experienced. Overnight, you know, it leaves one o'clock in the morning and you really want to sleep on the plane because that, that's, your, that's your night's sleep. So um, now we know that a lot of times people, they have their knapsack or they have their hand luggage and either you could put it on the bin on top or you put it in the seat underneath in front of you, right? By, by your feet. So right before the flight takes off, so the, the, the younger man, you know, the, the young man uh, behind my brother taps my brother on the shoulder and he says, Shalom Aleichem. My brother says, Aleichem Shalom, nice to meet you. And the man says, you know, I put my food underneath your seat. And you know, the halacha is, you know, you're not supposed to sleep on top of food. If, if you sleep on top of food, then you're not allowed to eat the food. So can I ask you a favor? Would it be possible that you not sleep the whole flight? Because I have my food underneath your seat. So my brother was like scratching his head and he's like, I, I have a better idea. 
maybe put the food underneath your seat oh. and you don't sleep the whole flight. I mean, this is, we're dealing with your food, right? So don't put your food underneath my seat. And my brother told me when he told me this story years ago, he said, the, the, he was a nice person. It wasn't like, he was a nice, he just, he wasn't thinking like, what do you, like, why, why would you put your ask, you know, the other guy in front of you? Like, so, so many times a person, they act upon, you know, something without thinking, like, just wait a second, like, wait a second. Maybe, maybe this is going to hurt the person's feelings. Maybe they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want you to do this. And, and that's so much throughout the school year that I teach, you know, a lot of the halachos is new to the girls. Um, the tomorrow. Perspective. The, I love the, the, the perspective of the Antelerich It's a different. Right. It's, it's, it's just think about, think what you would want, what you would not want someone to do to you. And that's the way you should try to treat others. You know, the Chafetz Chaim says that let's say you have somebody, eh, they're very chilled. You know, like they're chilled. The things don't bother me. Someone makes fun of me. It doesn't bother me. So the Chafetz Chaim says, don't make a mistake and think, oh, I'm not allowed to do to somebody else what I don't want people to do to me. So to me, it doesn't bother me if people make poke fun at me. So I could do that to other people. Chavetz Chaim says, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. It means that if you were in their shoes, what you wouldn't want someone to do to you. So of course, a person can't, can't say that. But, but what I'm trying to say is that we're good people. We're most of us, oh, 99%, 99.9, we're good people. But either we get frustrated or many times we just, we have to just stop and think before we say something, before we act. I, you know, people always say, you know, teach us the halachos of Lashon Hara. I, I, I always feel tomorrow night I'm going to start a class on the halachos of Lashon Hara by Shaduchin. So that's a very relevant, what are you allowed to say? What are you not allowed to say? What are you obligated to say? And at what point? So that there's a lot of surprises to people in halacha. You know, they think, oh, you're not allowed to say anything. It's not so, there, there are some surprises. But the regular halachot of Lashon Hara, I always feel there's not so many surprises. We we know the halachos. So, so if we know it, how come we say Loshan Hara? Because we we just it just happens so fast and we don't stop and think and say, wait a second, I wouldn't want somebody talking about, about me like this. I'm sure you know Rabbi Ephraim Shapiro. I'm sure he has spoken yeah. for Chazak many, many times. I one time yes. heard him say something so short but so phenomenal and it was like so scary. He said, anyone that you hear say Lashon Hara to you probably says Lashon Hara about you. Wow. And he's, he's so right. He's so like, <laughs> you're, you're schmoozing with a friend of yours and like, oh, they say Lashon Hara about somebody else. And like, but what, so when he schmoozes with that friend, you have no idea what he's saying about you. So what a powerful line. It's so powerful. I remember I, 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 I heard him say, but I heard him say years ago and it, I still remember it. I didn't even have it in my notes. I wasn't planning on saying it, but, but that's, it's just so in my mind. And when you think about that before you talk, before a person talks like, wait a second, you know, this means that th- he's talking about me because I'm this person that I talk about him and he talks about me. And then who knows what I, and I don't want to be like that. I'm not that type of person. I, I'm, I'm better than that. I'm better than that. And, and we are. We are better than that. And, and, that's, what, and, and that's, that's what Derek Herod's is all about. I'll just tell you one more, one, just a joke, Please. which a story that, that never happened. I'm sure the story never happened, but they say a joke. I don't say this in class. I don't say, really say jokes in class. But here, you know, they, they say a story about a, a, a poor man came, you know, traveling through town and he had no food and he knocked on a rich man's door. 
And the rich man said, oh, he's stingy, get away, don't bother me, you poor people. And he said, please, but I'm so hungry, I have no food. And then the rich man realized, you know, I have this old piece of fish in the refrigerator from like two, three weeks ago. I'm not going to eat it anyways. You know what? Let me just, let me just give it, give it to, this, uh, to this poor man. And the poor man eats, you know, he, he has nothing else to eat, so he gobbles up this fish. A couple of days later, this rich man hears that this poor man was... Uh, was um was sick in the hospital from food poisoning. Oh, so so he goes to the hospital and he realizes that you know that that this man is sick you know from the fish that he gave him and and he's visiting him and says how do you feel I hope you feel better and but the food poisoning just got worse and worse and then unfortunately you know this poor man he died oh. and and the rich man uh, don't worry this story never happened and the <laughs> rich man came to the funeral. And he helped, you know, bury this individual and the, this individual, this poor man's children were there. And he was Menachem Avel at the time. And, he, and then the rich man walked away and said, ah, look at that. From one old rotten piece of fish, I got hachnosos orchim, biker cholim, havas ameis, nichum avelim. You know, so, so you know, so, so that's, that, that, that's a joke. And it's, a, it's not, you know, it, it's a bad joke. But, but that's, you know, we're, we're not like that. We're, these are just stories to teach, to teach lessons, but we're all good people. And if we're good people, why should we not have their heretz? And that's the foundation for, for Kabbalah. Beautiful, beautiful, Rabbi Kron. Amazing, amazing. Just to add to what the Rabbi is saying, first and foremost, is think before you speak. The that's- reason why people say certain things is because they don't think. And to add to what the Rabbi is saying, I heard once, what's, what's the reason it says, Lera'echa, and not lechavercha, because the word lera'echa has the word ra. You should like the bad. Many people, you know, when it comes to their problems and their issues, they try to put it to the side. Same thing with with your friend. Lera'echa, even the bad that they have. Right. Uh, we should, everybody uh, has positive qualities and everybody has negative qualities. Nobody's perfect. And the same way you want people to focus on your qual, you know, quality you know, attributes, that's the way we should focus on others. I think the Svasema says that. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So so this past Chag, I was by my in-law's house, and right. uh, my mother was saying, oh, we need a class on on on, uh, on, on Hilchot Shabbat. And my other sister-in-law was saying, oh, we need positive thinking. And another one was saying about Shalom Bais. My wife and I were talking about how we want to have Shirim in our homes, Mitzvah on the topic of Chinuch. So the topic of children uh, how do we educate and give our over to our children the characteristics of being a mensch? Derech Eretz, we have to recognize all that the rabbi is saying. What's the proper way to give it over to our next generation, so, our kinder? So that question yeah. could probably have you know forty five minutes by itself <laughs> to give over to the children. But just to focus on the on the Derech Eretz Kadmon the Torah aspect, yes. and this is not a surprising answer that. First, the parents have to lead by example. The parents have to lead by example. And guess what? The children notice everything. Everything. They notice everything. You could be talking on the phone to your friend, but they notice. Now, if you're yeah. texting and WhatsApping the whole day, they notice that also because they see, oh, that's what's important to my mother, to my father. Just the phone is more important. So, but, but, but that's also, that's a chinuch, that's something separate. But the way you talk to people, they, they see that. And they notice it. A person needs to lead by example. But that is pretty obvious. But I want to say something that maybe is not as obvious. You know, we mentioned before that I'm a Moal. And one of the benefits of a Moal, besides that you get to do great, a great mitzvah, and besides that you get a good breakfast, but uh, an advantage of being a Moal is that you really, you get to see 
the insides of families. And many times you could learn great things from people. You know, I'm in their house. I mean, now during Corona, a lot of times the bris itself is in the house. But even before that, when most of the time the bris was in the shul, in the Beit Knesset, but you know, you go to the house beforehand to check the baby. You go to the house afterwards, you know, to take off the bandage and, and check on the baby. So you get to, first of all, it's beautiful. You get to meet people and you get to know people. You get to know Rabbanim and, and you make so many, so many new friends. It's wonderful. But so many times you could learn from the, a household the way it's run. And unfortunately, you know, not always is it that you learn what to do. Sometimes you learn what not to do. And so many times I see parents screaming at their kids, not, not the baby that's eight days old, that is not their fault, that they realize it's not the baby's fault, but screaming at the older kids, six years old, eight years old, and like, they're just children, get to bed, they're screaming, and how come you made a mess, and how come they, you know, like, and put away your shoes, and you're like, like, like why, just because you're the parent doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have to talk to them respectfully. When you tell your child to go to sleep, why can't you say please? We tell the children, say please, say please. But so when so when you tell them to go to sleep, say please. Now, if they're not going to listen unless you, that's a different story, but what, it shouldn't have to come to that. Whenever I tell my children to go to sleep, I always say please. I always try to say please. Okay, it's uh, it's 7.30, please, it's, please, please get in pajamas, it's time to go to sleep. Why can't you say please? Just because you have authority, because you're the parent and you're the teacher, and you're the rabbi, you're the principal, why can't you say please? Okay, you, you get to decide what they have to do and what they're, what they're not allowed to do. But talk, treat your children respectfully. When you treat your children with respect, there are times where a, ch a child has to be told no to, which is also part of chinuch. But here we're focusing on the derech part. But there's no reason why it has to be said in a screaming, in a screaming way. Talk to your, it could be firm, it could be in a firm manner. But when you talk to your children, firmly so you but firmly but but kindly and strong but you, you say it nicely then you're teaching them that even when somebody's frustrated even when somebody has authority it doesn't that's not an excuse not to say please and not to say thank you always whenever i take my children i'm i'm, I'm no big tzaddik but whenever i take my children to the store just um uh, on on when was it on cholamay my, my, my wife promised my, my daughters, I, I, two of my daughters, uh, they're seven and six. So then my, my wife promised them a doll, a new doll, like they wanted to get a doll because they behaved over Cholomite or Me'akikayim present or something. So we went to an amazing savings and they bought a doll. A guy, I bought them a doll for a, few, for a few dollars. And after I paid, we didn't steal it, we paid for it. But I said, what do you say to the man? And they said, thank you. And they both of them, they said, thank you. Why shouldn't they be taught? To say thank you. I said thank you, even though I paid for it fair and square, but they still, the person did a job, he does his job, and the children have to see that. The children have to see it. So it's by leading by example to other people, but what's even more important, maybe even more important, is to the children. To the children themselves, you have to talk to them respectfully. Just because you're, you have an authority over them, you have to talk, you have to treat them like 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 big people. Amazing, Rabbi Eliezer, I gotta tell you. You mentioned that you took your, your, your children to the, to, the, to, the, to the store to buy them a gift. There was a different parent that took their, their, their child, the seven-year-old daughter, to the store. And, uh, and it was a grocery store. And the cashier gave, gave the child a banana. And the mother tells the child, what two words do you tell the cashier? And she's like, peel it. Peel it. And, and peel it. Those you. are the two <laughs> words. Peel it. Right? Exactly. 
So, so yeah. right. So they, they have it. So that, that, that starts at home, but it's not only home. It's in the store. It's, it's, Everywhere. it has to be, it has to be by example. And you could, you could fake it. You could fake it. There are many times I'm a faker in many ways. I'm a big faker and I'm talking to someone on the phone and I'm very upset at them, but I pretend to be nice. Cause I know my kids are listening. Cause I know my kids are listening and I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm I listen to them because the, the kids know this everything they're very they're 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 smarter than Rabbi, you're doing a very good job with the interview are the kids listening right now no <laughs> they're not they're, they're, I, I asked them nicely to go to sleep so they went to sleep Rabbi Cronin, i'm telling you so much chizuk, so much inspiration really really enjoying this back and forth um unfortunately uh time uh is, is coming uh close to an end i wish it to be on forever this is so inspiring and uplifting but can you please leave us with some closing remarks Regarding Sefirat Omer and the great holiday of Shavuot, which is right around the corner, give us some final thoughts and final inspiration. Kizuk. Okay, uh, I'll end off with with one idea. And I thought you were going to say I'm going to end off with an amazing story, like amazing story. And then we're going to review, and then we're going <laughs> to. Uh, I, I let my father have his trademark, and uh, okay, and, okay, I was waiting. So I'll end off with one idea that there's a um, an obvious question: Why on the holiday of Shavuos? Why do we read Megillas Rus? Why do we give Rus? So there's many explanations why we read Rus on Shavuos. And I always say that there's only one explanation why we read Megillas Esther on Purim. And there's only one explanation why we read Eicha on Tishabov. That's because the answer is obvious. If you need many answers, many explanations why we read Rus on Shavuos, then that's an indication that it's not so obvious. So many answers offered. But one beautiful answer is the following, that we come to the holiday of Kabbalah Satora, accepting the Torah upon ourselves. That's what we want. And what do we read? We read about a story of Chesed, a story of Chesed. Rus was all alone. She comes to Boaz and Boaz, the, 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 the psukim, the, the verses tell us that Boaz was kind to Rus. He gave her the wheat, the barley, kernels. He, gave, he, he took her in. He took care of her and he married her when she was left all alone. And you would think we would read something about Kabbalah Satora and about, so we read, but, but we add a chesed. And for the Kriya Satora itself, we read about Kabbalah Satora and the actual giving of the Torah. But for the, for, for the Megillah, that we read story of chesed because it goes hand in hand. The chesed has to go along with the Torah. Like you mentioned before, it's not what it's it, it's a misconception to think that I, I, I'm I'm good to go as long as I have the Torah without the the ma'isim ta'ivim, without the tzedakah, without the charity, without chesed, without being careful not to hurt people's feelings. It's it's totally zebezeh. It goes it goes hand in hand. Hashem wants to see both. Again, it, it, it's not for us to decide which is better, which is, they're both important. That Mishnah and Pirkei Yavos, Im ein Torah, ain't Derech Eretz, Im ein Derech Eretz, ain't Torah. The Mishnah says both. You got to have both. You got to work on both. And uh, it's a struggle. It's a battle. And uh, we're, we're constantly battling. But that's what we're, we're, we're growing up. We count up. One, two, three, four, higher and higher, higher. Till we get to number 49 and number 50. Kabbalah Satayra. And Chazak and the Meiro family, they are, helping everyone. They are enabling all, and Rabbi, together, enabling all of Am Yisrael to get there, whether it's the Torah, whether it's the Avoda, whether it's the Gemilas Chasadim, all, we're all in this together, 
And uh, my birchos hedyot, my bracha to you, is that Chazak and all of you should continue your phenomenal, phenomenal work. And nothing is going to stop you guys, not Corona, not nothing. And Bezat Hashem, you guys are going to bring Mashiach. We're all going to bring Mashiach together. And, uh, and uh, we'll have to see what happens to Zoom after Mashiach comes. But at least this way, we'll all be together in Yerushalayim. Amen, Amen, Rabbi Eliezer Krohn, thank you so much for the chizuk, for the inspiration. You mentioned about Migilad Root. I have to add that Root is Gematra 606. Right. And she was a Gioris, she was a convert. So we all know that Goyim have how many mitzvot? Sheva mitzvot b'nei noach. 606 Amazing. plus 7 is 613, which is the amount of mitzvot we have in the Torah. Yes. She accepted upon herself the Torah. So are we going to accept upon ourselves the, the Torah? Is that the Shem? The Shavuot and with Bezot Shem with Derek Eretz, like the rabbi spoke so beautifully today. It was so inspiring. It was so uplifting. Bezot Shem, we shall all be zochei. We shall all merit to see the Gulash and Mas speed in our days. Amen, amen. Thank you, Rabbi Eliezer Kron. Thank, Thank you. you for your time. Continue that tzlacha with regards to the whole Mishpacha Mitzvah. Yes. Okay, thank you for having me. Be well.